You know, that's the question today. On this very Sunday, when the stone was rolled away, that is the very question for all of us. Is He your living hope? Is He your living hope here? Or is He your living hope here? Is His work finished in your life? Is it the end or the beginning? That question needs to be answered this morning. Is he your living hope? You know, there's three days that is very important in the Christian calendar. It was Christmas, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. But Good Friday and Easter Sunday require us to respond. You see, Christmas is nothing without Good Friday and Easter. Christmas would then just be another birthday. Why? Because there's one reason and one reason only. You see, you and I were born to live. We were born so that our life could be could have a purpose. Our living must produce fruit. We were born to live, but I got news for you. Jesus was born to die. And it's in His death that the world see like, the world see life, the world see salvation. You and I were born to live. But His purpose was that He was born to die. So my question is, is He your living hope? I just want to greet those of you who are online. Thank you for opening your heart and opening your home to us. No matter where you are, the hand of God is long enough to touch you. For those of you who are here, word cannot express how joyful Modrin and I are to be standing in front of you. You know, there were times within the last two years, that I thought we will never have this chance again. 
But standing here looking at you, even with your mask on, you look beautiful. My message today is very simple. It is entitled, The Finish is Not the End. Jesus was born to die. And it is his death, you and I find salvation, you and I find purpose, you and I find the life that we need. But this morning, would you allow me to take you back 2,000 years so that we can understand and see what happened? Come with me. Don't come with me. Just listen. Turn off your phone. You know, sometimes our ears receive better than our eyes. Mark chapter 15, verse 16. The soldier took him to their headquarters and called out the entire battalion. They dress him in purple robe and make a crown of thorn long, sharp thorn, and put on his head. Then they salute him, yelling, Hail the king of the Jews. And they beat him on the head with a stick, spit on him, and drop to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took on a purple robe, and put his own clothes on him, and they led him to be crucified. Verse 33. At noon, darkness fell upon the whole land until three o'clock. Then, at that time, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. But let me follow up that reading with John chapter 19, verse 28, because that described the next part of what we just read. Jesus knew that everything was now finished. And to fulfill the scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked sponge in it, put it on a hassock branch, and held it up to his lip. When Jesus has tasted it, he said, It is Finish. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. 
Friday is here. It was on a Friday, and the sky collapsed on the disciple. The whole morning, they watched as they saw Jesus being tortured, being spit on, as they saw them cutting that thorn branch from the tree and wrap it around so that they make a crown. They watch it, how they place it on his head and hammer it on the stick so that it will just stick to the head. They saw the blood that ran mixed with sweat and tears just dripping from his body. They saw how they spat at him and in mock humanity they bow down and worship the king of the Jews. They saw all that. And you know what is the worst part? They saw that in hiding because all of them were so frightened that the only place they could see all this thing is when they hide it in the crowd. But that was not all. They saw him when he pulled that cross up the hill. Every step he took, his enemy cheered inside their heart because they think that it was a step to his destruction. But in Jesus' mind, every step he took, he knew it was a step to victory. Amen. Friday is here. They watched every step that he took. And in pain and agony, all they could ever do was watch it in hiding. Friday is here. They finally reached the top of the hill. The time where they dread the most was there. The soldier brought up the nail. Another brought up the hammer. They knew that in a few minutes, metal will hit against metal. Bone would crush. They knew that. And they wished at that point they were deaf so they would not hear. And then finally, the time came. The hammer hit the nail. And with every sound, they felt the very pain of that nail crashing the bone of Jesus. And then, and then, it stopped. There was a sigh of relief because it is almost over. And then they saw the Roman soldier living up that cross. And to stick it down the on the ground, they need to just push it down the hole. And as they did that, they could almost 
hear the breath of Jesus as the cross hit the ground because the whole weight of his body falls on the nail. And yet when they look up and when they look at the eyes, all they see was mercy and grace and forgiveness. Is he your living hope? You see, Friday has come. The disciples have seen him walk on water. They have seen him feed the hungry, the deaf hear, the blind see, the lame walk. They sacrificed their whole life to follow this man. And now, now, their very hope, their very life, their very salvation, their master, their, their, their future, their, their life, hang on the cross like a ragged doll. You see that? You were there. And then the Bible tells me, at 12 noon, darkness fall. No, 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 it was not a cloudy day. It was not a stormy day. Darkness fall. What it means is that the whole world turned pitch black. It was a great relief for his disciples because now that it's dark, they can't see Jesus. For a while, there was a deprive because they don't have to see the suffering of this man hanging there. For a while, they dare even hope because if God can cause darkness, maybe God will take Jesus down from the cross. They dare to even hope for a while. You hear what I'm saying? A relief. Darkness. And silence. And as they were just taking their breath, they heard a cry that echoes through the hill. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The pain they felt was not just for Jesus because that is exactly how they felt. They felt that God has forsaken them. That is how we feel when our Friday comes. And this, just as they are able to recover from that piercing sound, 
they heard another cry. It is finished. Their heart broke. All their sacrifice was for nothing. They left home, left their boat, left their net, left their family. And now, what did he say? It is finished. Friday is here. But you see, the disciples didn't know what Jesus knew. Because Jesus knew that for every Friday, there is a Sunday. Friday could be here, but Sunday is coming. I wonder if you ever have a Friday experience. You have a broken relationship and you think that is the end of romance. You have a miscarriage and you think that is the end of happiness. You lose a loved one and you think that is the end of life. You lose your job, you lose your business. And you think your prosperity is finished. Anyone here ever gone through a Friday? You are hurt by someone and you think trust is finished. I got news for you. Every Friday, there is a Sunday. Yeah. Your Friday could be here. Some of you might be suffering right now. You might be feeling exactly what the disciples have felt. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Your Friday could be here, but your Sunday is coming. Because every Friday, for every Friday... There is a Sunday. The finish is not the end. You see, we got it wrong. Jesus didn't say it is finished. He didn't say, Habis la. He says, it is finished. 
meaning selesai. He was born to die. Unlike us, we are born to live. But in his death, there is hope. In his death, there is salvation. In his death, there is life. You know, on this Easter Sunday, I won't let you walk out of this room until you have met my Jesus. Because he died for you. And he knows that for every one of your Friday, there is a Sunday. You know, sometimes, sometimes our Friday lasts so long, we're not sure if it's going to end. Any one of you haven't have gone through such a period of your life? No? Such a happy church. <laughs> you know, for two years, we thought our Friday would never end. And like I say, from the very beginning, there were times when I never thought that I would be here standing before you again. Just before the MCO start, we returned to Australia, two hours before the lockdown. And we live in a city that's called the most lockdown city in the world, called Melbourne. And for those of you who knows me, when you lock me down, you might as well kill me. And for a while, I grieve, I grieve for the loss of my liberty. And because I can't travel, I have no ministry. So I grieve for the death of my ministry. And then the doctor tells me that I have prostate cancer. Went in for a biopsy. Praise God, it was negative. A few months later, the doctor says, no, that's wrong. Let's do another biopsy. Went into the hospital again. I grieve for my health. I lost some friends to COVID. And I grieve for their death. It was a long, long Friday. And then just before I could recover from that, the doctor tells me that I had to have a bypass, an open heart surgery. And they put me in the hospital and they did five bypass on me. It was at a time when the lockdown was at its strictest. Nobody could come and help my wife or I. I know you guys prayed for me. I could feel, could feel the pr prayer. And I thank you so much for that. 
But it was the loneliest time in our life. It felt as if we have to face all this Friday by ourselves. You know, generally, I'm a very positive person. Generally, I'm a very confident person. I, I never let things like this get me down. I'm one of those, if life throw me a lemon, I make lemon chutney out of it. And I didn't even know that all this grieving, what he has done to my life. And then one night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought I have gone mad because I knew my body was standing next to my bed but my mind couldn't connect with my body. I just didn't know where I, I, I know where I was but I don't know who I am and I don't know how this, this is who I am relate to this body that was standing there. Fear began to grab me and I couldn't breathe. I ran out of my room, start playing some worship music, read my Bible like mad. You know, my Friday was there. And it was dark. Darkness have arrived. I couldn't see the light. And right then, there, it almost felt as if, almost, almost felt as if I knew what Jesus was shouting about. My suffering was never like His. But I begin to understand that cry of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And once you have an experience like this, you know, for the next seven, eight days, when afternoon comes, when it's five o'clock, my whole body chills because I'm afraid of the night. I'm afraid that at night I, could, I have to go to sleep. And if I sleep, would it happen again? And this time, if it happens again, would it be separate permanently? And have I gone crazy? Have any one of you not sleep for seven days? You know what that do to your mind? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was a long Friday. And then one morning, I went online to shop for shoes because the only thing that you could do during those lockdown was to go for a walk and I walk my old shoes rugged. I need to buy a new shoes. So early in the morning, I went online and was shopping for shoes. I opened up my computer. I looked at the shoes and you know, The strangest thing happened. After today, I couldn't explain what has happened. Because one moment, 
I was looking at a pair of shoes. I didn't touch any other button. I didn't move anything. I was just looking at that pair of shoes. And the next moment, a preacher came on my screen. And he was quoting from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And when he came on, that was what he was reciting. And this is what it says. And God spoke to Samuel and says, How long will you grieve? Get up, fill your horn with oil, and go. I was completely shocked. Went to my room, took out my Bible, turned to 1 Samuel chapter 16, and it was as if God was speaking, T.T., how long will you grieve? No, God was not rebuking me for, being, for, for grieving. It's a natural process for all of us. We need to grieve. But it's the length of time that we grieve. How long will you grieve? And you know, the funniest thing was that he never tells me that, T.T., don't worry. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I'll be with you. Fear no evil. Be strong and courageous. No, he just says, get up, fill your horn and go. So we came. After you go through that period of a Friday, you know, it's very easy to just look at God. God, I'm 73 years old. I have all this problem. Don't you think it's time to raise me? Just let me follow me like an old racehorse. You see, that is the power of the living God. Every Friday will have a Sunday. I know it is tough when you're going through the Friday. It's all right. It's all right. The finish is not the end. You understand what I'm saying? Hello? The finish is never the end. For every Friday, there is a Sunday. And that's why we go back to the first question. Is he your living home? Will you let the plan of God be fulfilled in your life? You know, we sang that song, Mercy. And as we sang that, all I could do was allow tears to flow from my eyes. Because if you understand what you sing, you will know that promise that for every Friday 
there is a hello church for every Friday there is a Friday could be here but Sunday it is coming the finish is not the end because our God He is alive you know this morning I really, really would love you to meet my Jesus before you walk out this room. Or if you're online and you have not invited Jesus into your life, there's no better time today for you to know that He died just for you. If you have never invited Jesus into your heart, will you give me the opportunity to lead you this morning? If you are saying, yes, I want to know that Jesus, who died at the cross and was risen again just for me, if that is the desire of your heart this morning, whether you are online or here, would you repeat this short prayer after me? And the rest of us, we will join you in saying that prayer. Just pray after me. Heavenly Father, this morning, I thank you for the opportunity to meet Jesus I invite him into my life be my saviour my God and my friend I ask in Jesus name Amen and now I want to speak to some of you who are going through a Friday and I know that when the word was shared, it was burning in your heart. You need to know that today is your Sunday. Amen. If that is you, could I have you just kneel down where you are? If you can't kneel, then you just sit. Because we're going to pray for you. We're going to give you a while. It's nothing to do with your neighbor. It's just you. And saying, God, I believe that for my Friday, 
you will show me my Sunday. If you are here and you need prayer, will you please, where you are, just kneel down. If there's somebody that you know that needs that prayer, you can do that on their behalf. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The hand of God is long enough to touch you where you are. So as we pray, I want you to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit ministering to you. Father, in Jesus' name, I proclaim the resurrected power of Jesus Christ upon this life that have kneeled down before you. And that this Sunday marks their breakthrough. Because that is what you knew all the way that the finish is not the end. And for their Friday, this Sunday is the answer. So I speak a miracle into all this life that your name and your name alone will be glorified now and forevermore. For Jesus, you are alive. And we praise you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What do you think if we sing a victory song to end? Because I love the last song we sang during worship because that declares what God all is about. Let's do that. And let's, before we do that, let's give God a clap offering. Hallelujah. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.